This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you will have more fun with Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and me, Stacey Lindis. And welcome back to Podcast PD. I am recording this little part of the episode solo because we are going into the vault. That's right, the Podcast PD vault. What I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode is an episode of the original, no longer available version of this podcast from 2015. The recording that I'm going to play is from our second episode where Stacey, AJ, and I talk about applying for grants, for EdTech grants, as well as podcasting gear recommendations. Now, the cool thing is the recommendations really haven't changed in terms of microphones and mixers and a lot of the other things that I talk about in the episode. What has changed since 2015 is Stacy is no longer in the building she talks about. She's still in the same district, but she's now in the middle school. And AJ is in a different school district teaching middle school social studies. But obviously, you know, from listening to us over the last couple of years, whether it's the Twitter chat or here on this new uh, iteration of the podcast, we still love podcasts and creating them. So the reason we're doing this is because, hey, it's the first week of school and things are crazy. You're a teacher. We're teachers. So we wanted to make sure we still provided you with something valuable. And if you're interested in starting a podcast in your school, either with your students or for your school or your district, uh, there is some great content available in here. And you could also enjoy a little throwback to just a couple of years ago with Stacy AJ and myself. Hope you enjoy this, and I will come back after this audio is over to take us out. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast PD. Uh, today, we have some great topics for you. Uh, we're talking about the power of grants. Uh, we're also going to be talking about podcast gear recommendations to help you guys get moving. And we're also going to be talking about how to use podcasts in your classroom. Because that's one that's exciting all of us. So first, we'll throw it to Stacy, And Stacey's going to tell us about a grant that she has for how she's going to use podcasts coming up in her classroom. Thanks, AJ. So with the encouragement of the two of you, wrote a grant to get podcasting equipment for the school that I'm in. I applied for a grant through the education fund. Our education fund is spectacular in gifting and, you know, gifting grants to worthy, innovative causes. And I think that this is actually going to be the first podcast in the district. Um, we have other really great things that we do in the district, but I don't think that podcasting is one of them. And so I wrote a grant for our, for our four or five building, one of the four or five buildings, the one that I'm in. I had to write a proposal, how it would be used, the type of equipment I needed or wanted, and I needed to come up with costs and figures. And then my commitment to them is to keep records of what we've done, to promote it through social media, which I'm perfectly fine with because I'm so excited that I got the news on Monday that my grant was approved. That is awesome, Stacy. Seriously, super congratulations. Thank you. 
Yeah, I was so really excited when I got the email. Yeah, that's so cool. I, I Just hearing you talk about that when you first introduced it to us and the idea of getting that grant together uh, inspired me to actually take a look at a grant that's being offered in my school as well because I think I'm going to apply for a grant for my classroom and see if I can get podcasting going in my sixth grade classroom for next year. Very cool. Yeah. So I guess leading up to that is what kind of gear did you ask for for this grant? What's needed? Well, if you go back to our unit of study for Podcast PD for the month, um, we are studying Jeff Bradbury's educational podcasting today. And he talks about all of the equipment that you do and you don't need to podcast in your class, in your classroom, in your school district, or, you know, with children in general. And Jeff is a big proponent that you can do it for free. I wanted to have something a little higher quality than just free. We definitely have some of the equipment that Jeff recommends in his podcast. Um, We have iPads, we have MacBooks. So those things are things that Jeff talks about. And the apps that are available are are easy to come by either because they're free or very low cost. But I wanted to have something that I knew would last and something that I knew would meet the requirements if we wanted to make it bigger than just doing it for free. So what I applied for was um, six, six, I'm sorry, six microphones and two mixers. And the idea is that once things are up and running, I won't be the only person responsible for the podcasting, that teachers could sign out a portable lab for podcasting, or I could have two groups podcasting at the same time in um, semi-separate locations. You know, it could be, you know, two groups of three or you know, smaller group and larger group, whatever the configuration is, I have a lot of room to play with how it's going to look and work. And I didn't want to be stuck with just having one mic, no mixer. So I asked Chris for some advice and that was some of the equipment that he recommended. But I will leave all the particulars to him because aside from the fact that I have to purchase it now and I can do that uh, after July 1st and I'll have to go, I'll have to reference my notes on that because I I don't know off the top of my head exactly what Chris recommended, but he does. Now, actually, Stacey, I just want to jump in real quick and say that I think one of the great things that you did with the grant is you were forward thinking in that you're going to have what amounts to be two podcasting mobile labs. So, so many times when we get grants from our education foundations, people just get like a class set and then it's like one class that is able to take advantage of it. You in your position you're setting them up to be able to have multiple classes. Like it, it could, one class could sign them out or you could have two separate teachers, you know, using the technology, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of it is because I'm not a classroom teacher. So when I do things, I, I think on a bigger scale, you know, we have 700 plus students in my building and only two grade levels. So if you think about that, that there's, there are a lot of classrooms to provide equipment for. And this way, if I really needed to, I could just split it up by grade level and just say, okay, this is available for fourth grade and this is available for fifth grade. But I don't ever see it needing to be that structured. 
um, like I said, I just really wanted some flexibility and the ability to make it bigger when the time comes. I I just didn't want to be stuck with the type of equipment that we had. Now with, with the grant, you said you just got approval very recently, uh, Monday, were you able to, or did you let any teachers know, Hey, I got this grant or did you let people know you applied for it? Have, have you started to spread the news? When I applied, I did, I had already discussed it with some teachers, but I didn't have co-applicants on the grant. So throughout the process, I was in contact with, I believe the president of the education fund. And she had a couple of questions for me. And one of her questions was, you know, if I had been in touch with anyone, part of the process in applying for a grant in my district anyway, is uh, principal or supervisor approver, approval. So I had to make sure that my supervisor knew. And because I am not technically a staff member in the building that I'm in, um, I just wanted to make sure the principal knew what I was working on and the benefits that it would have for her building. Was the principal excited? She is. She's very forward thinking. She likes to spread good news. And I think that, you know, podcasting is a way to do that. You know, it's one of the things that we talked about and uh, among others, among other uses for it. Now, Stacey, one of the things you said was you have to keep like a running record of how you're going to use it. You're going to use social media. Do you see yourself or a teacher creating maybe a website of all the podcasts? That was actually another question was how would the content be shared? And I know, um, while not technically a podcast, if you do it this way, at first, we will probably be storing the stuff locally in Google Drive, and then the content will be available to everyone within the building. Eventually, I would like to branch out, and I explained this in the grant, that I would look for a, a podcast hosting site. Then, yeah, it could certainly end up on a blog. But initially, no, that's not my plan. But there's nothing to say that it couldn't end up on the blog that my tech team and I keep. So there's already that place where, you know, it could go there. And once you've got the equipment, you may be, uh, maybe the tech team starts a podcast or you get, I mean, once the equipment's there, anybody can start to use it, I hope. Absolutely. I mean, while the focus is really on the students, yes. I mean, I wouldn't want it to sit there not being used. Sounds very cool. Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. If I'm going to get the quote unquote class set, what should I be looking for? As Stacy said, I did kind of help her and make some recommendations on some podcasting gear that would be great for the classroom to give a little more detail. If I can, Stacey, she's working in a situation in her building where there are Chromebooks, but these recommendations would work if you are in a Windows setting or in a Mac setting. So the microphones that I recommended to Stacy are from Audio-Technica. And they are the AT2005 USB microphones. Now, I'm going to get a little technical and geek out a little bit. There's another microphone that is also from Audio-Technica. That's the uh, the ATR2100. That's also a USB microphone. What's really cool is both of these microphones will connect to your computer through the USB port. You have that direct connection. It's basically plug and play, and you're good to go. The other nice feature of these two microphones is that they are also able to connect via XLR, which is the audio connection. So for those of you that have been in your auditorium or your cafetorium and you've ever connected a microphone, it's that cable that has like the three little prongs inside the cable and connects to the stage or, you know, that plug in the floor that everybody can't get open when they need to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. So that gives you the flexibility to use this mic with a PC or you can connect it to a mixer. So in recommending a mixer, that will allow Stacy or anybody who goes this route 
to not only connect your microphone and record your microphone audio, but you could connect an iPad, another computer, an, uh, an MP3 player, anything that has audio out, you could connect and get more audio into the mixer. And the mixer allows you to mix all those different audio channels together, which is really cool. Uh, the mixer that I had recommended to Stacy is a USB mixer, and it's the Behringer 802 USB mixer, which allows her to connect or anybody to connect two of these XLR inputs so she can connect two microphones. And they're not expensive. Uh, the microphone, uh, the AT2005, that goes for about $52. So anywhere from, I mean, on a good day on Amazon, you could find it for like 30 bucks. And it's a. I high- think when I quoted it, it was fifty. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. It 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 varies in price. So I mean, depend. I mean, if you want to purchase it for yourself, or if you want to make it part of a grant, you could probably use what Stacy just said, and that's about fifty bucks for the microphone. And it's a high quality, you know, professional microphone that by itself in the box comes with the XLR cable, comes with the USB cable, and it even comes with a nice little tripod tabletop stand for the microphone. And the mixer, it is a sub $100 mixer and it goes for about $80. And it actually, say, I, it, thought I, th- I think it was 84, but yeah. Okay. Again, depending on the day you're going to, but that mixer is typically under a hundred dollars wherever you decide to purchase it from. And it's an eight channel mixer. So you can get eight different pieces of audio into your file. And the nice thing is, is that it connects via USB. So you can connect it to your laptop. It'll go into the Chromebooks which I think we've talked about in the chat or in other places between the three of us. Uh, if you're using Chromebooks, a great resource is Twisted Wave. That is a web-based audio editor that will work with the mixer, work with the microphones, and uh, you and your kids will have a lot of fun. That's what it's all about, right? Want those kids to have fun. Want them to learn, get engaged. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about one last thing. How are you going to use these podcasting tools in your classroom? When I first thought about it, you know, the teachers in my district spend a lot of time in the reading and writing workshop, and we actually work with um, Teachers College for the reading and writing. When I first envisioned it, I considered it, you know, kind of like a spotlight on the book talks that happen, the book discussions, book clubs, and discussions surrounding the literature that is read in the classroom, whether it's you know, through read aloud and then having a couple kids talk about the read aloud or whether it be book club discussions. That was my initial thought. And then I did more research. Um, Jeff Bradbury has an episode that he released early on in, in the um, educational podcasting today. I think it for, on my playlist, it's episode five. I want to go back and listen to it, but I know that he spoke with a principal about how they use podcasting in their school. So I like that there's a school-wide thing. And, you know, with that, it could be current events, current happenings um, in the village, which is where we're at. We're at Village Elementary School. Or, you know, or they could reenact certain timeframes and eras. There are lots of different ideas. Um, I'm definitely going to explore more over the summer. Like I said, the grant is still kind of kind of new to me. And then the really cool thing is I was approached approached by our video and production person, and I know that they will be filming our grant process or you know, filming the work coming from the grant. 
um, for this school district. So I'm kind of excited about that too. And to piggyback on one of the points you were talking about, one of my ideas for using podcasting in the classroom would be to have students, and I'm going to come at it from social studies. One idea I have is to have students maybe go through a unit where maybe we're talking about colonization and uh, 13 colonies type stuff and have the kids take on the role of a podcasting colonial. What would it be like if podcasting was available in the 1750s and 60s? You know, what would it be like if there were, there was a podcast being released by Paul Revere, you know, have a student take on that role and release that content. What would they do if they could put together a podcast episode? Um, And I think that's a great way for them to take the content and use it in a completely different way than just maybe answering a short answer question or do a multiple choice. And they're using technology, which is, I think, thoroughly integrated in that example. Yes. Yeah, those are some great ideas. I know personally, I'm, I have really several ideas in my mind of how I want to use podcasting tools. Hopefully, I'll be able to fill out this grant that we just talked about. And I will come up with some interesting ideas as well. I was thinking of making an like, interactive textbook. Not that I use a textbook in my classroom, but you know, having the kids uh, teach and then use it for future years that we can continue to add on and build from what's been going on. That's my That's idea really so cool. far. That's cool. I like and, that. Uh, we'll and even if you take works. that example, I mean, if you had the kids doing something with current events, you know, it's a great oh, way yeah. to chronicle, you know, current history, I guess. Yeah, that's actually one of the uh, the seventh grade social studies teachers. They're they're dealing with current events, and they actually do like a news story where they have kids have interviews, and they run it that way. And I looked at her, I said, "You need to be podcasting." And she got excited that next year she actually wants to sit down and figure out how she can create podcasts based on her news stories. So since it is current events, it can really be the chronicle that you spoke about. I think I think uh, my school is going to take over some some podcasting real quickly. So that's really cool. So AJ, I know for our grant writing process, we can have co-applicants. Can you have a co-applicant and then make it bigger so that it's not just in your classroom, but maybe in multiple grade levels or multiple classrooms within a grade level? You know, I'll be work? honest, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly how it breaks down, but I could just make it for, um, we have different houses. So we have Franklin and Ridge House in our schools. So I can make it for you know, the sixth, seventh and eighth grade house of Franklin. And we could have like the, the uh, classroom to classroom cart of podcasting tools. So we can, I'll take a look at that. I'm not really sure exactly how it'll break down. The Franklin house podcast. I know. Right. Exactly. And then it continued, it can continue on and on as they move from sixth, seventh and eighth grade. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we do. You know, we just come up with ideas and just let other people drool over them. (laughs) There you go. That's a good idea. And totally drill-worthy. All right, guys, real quick. Why don't we transition and give our podcast recommendations and give the listeners something new to check out or something we think is interesting? Fantastic. So I'm going to stick with our theme for the month, which is educational podcasting today. Um, I know I will be going back to listen to the episode he did with the principal and I'm pulling up the notes. It's called School District Created Podcast. There's a lot of great content about how to use it in schools and what you know one particular district is doing with podcasts. So I'm going to check that one out. 
School District Created Podcast from Educational Podcasting Today with Jeff Bradbury. Now, I was going to say, staying with the same theme, talking about educational podcasting today, uh, Jeff has a great episode there for those of you who are actually looking to get started called Five Reasons to Start Your Own Educational Podcast. And Jeff basically gives you his top five reasons of why you need to be starting a podcast. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I need to be doing. You're right. So go check out that episode. I believe it's his first episode for educational podcasting today. You were right. It was his first one. And I am going to stay with the same theme of creating a podcast and how to get into that. Uh, but I'm going to throw out a different podcast and I'm going to recommend that you check out the audacity to podcast. Uh, and that can be found at the audacity to podcast.com. And that's hosted by uh, Daniel J. Lewis. And don't be fooled by the name. This is not a podcast solely about audacity, which is a great free audio editing tool. Uh, Daniel does talk about audacity in many episodes in terms of tips, tricks, and how to use the software and edit the audio, but it's a podcast about podcasting, which you may think, oh, it's just solely about like being, you know, entrepreneur and using podcasting for business, but there are so many tips and tricks and useful pieces of information just about podcasting in general. It's one of my go-to resources for the House of Ed Tech and for any teacher who's looking to get into podcasting, this is a great place to start and learn about the process. And also, real quick before we head out of here, uh, we do have some podcast news. Uh, ISTE 2015 is going to be taking place June 28th through July 1st, and there is an awesome podcasting event that you might be interested in uh, taking part in, and that's going to take place on Monday, June 29th. And we'd like to invite you all to come out to an awesome ISTE Birds of a Feather session with some fantastic education-based podcast creators and other podcast listeners. There's going to be food, fun, and the opportunity to make some great connections. Uh, it is from 5.30 to 6.45. And that is, uh, I will include a link in our show notes with, with the room, which escapes me. But it, it, it's free. Um, if you go to actually tinyurl.com slash ISTE podcast meetup, you can go, you'll, it'll take you to the Eventbrite page where you can get your free ticket and come out and talk with podcasters, meet some of your favorite education podcasting hosts. And uh, I'll be there. Hopefully you guys will be there as well. I'll be repping in the city of brotherly love. Very cool. It's yeah. uh, a great event. Unfortunately, I can't make it though. Oh, that stinks. So welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your trip to the past and that your flux capacitor is still fluxing. That was fun. I, I listened to this before I decided, uh, well, actually before we decided which episode to re-release. So it was a lot of fun. And, and obviously we've been on a nice journey here on Podcast PD, and we look forward to continuing that journey for many episodes to come. Before I exit the stage here, I do want to let you know that if you are interested in learning more about EdTech grants or really grants in general, after obviously well after this episode in 2015, uh, on my podcast, The House of EdTech, I recently released an episode number 83 with Lynn Smarges, and we talked about how to write winning EdTech grants. So if you're interested in checking out that episode, go to chrisnessy.com slash 83, and you can learn all about 
winning EdTech grants. Also, if you are looking for podcast media hosting, I do recommend Libsyn or Blueberry, and Blueberry has no E. Uh, it's a Web 2.0 thing. They don't like vowels. We'll go with it. But if you were to use either one of those, you could use the promo code Nessi, N-E-S-I, and you would get your first month free. And of the two, I do lean more towards Libsyn because that is who I use for my podcast hosting. So if you're looking to get into the podcast game, go to either of those, use the promo code Nessie, and save yourself the first month. That's all for this episode. We'll see you in two weeks. Our next episode will come at you on September 20th. Until then, well, until then. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech, and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague, and if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators. Podcast by educators. For more great education podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.